are. Oh, now you're gone. Oh, wait, now there <gasps> <Okay>. you are. <laughs> All right, don't touch anything. All right, let's don't do Don't breathe quick. too loud. Hey, guys, I'm Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> we have seven seconds before everything crashes again. Okay. <laughs> I'll go ahead and start this episode with a warning. We're having tech issues already. <laughs> what a surprise. Hooray. So, we're going to do our best. Okay, good luck. <laughs> we're really rooting for you guys. And cut. Don't do that. The screen blacked out when you said that. <laughs> uncut, 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 uncut. uncut. Uh, what is that? Action. Add that, add that back in. Okay. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Kelly. And I'm Ashley. And welcome to A Day With Murder. so many wonderful traits you guys <laughs> she's really really wonderful she's loyal she's hilarious she's very smart but she's also very easily confused so <laughs> she texted me last week and said hey so <laughs> october 4th is missing and murdered indigenous women day women's day and i okay well let's do let's talk about it We've only done one case so far, and I'm missing, I mean, on a murdered Alaskan Native woman. Let's talk about it. So, <laughs> a couple days later, I started doing my own research, and we realized that that was the day in Canada. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> so, for our Canadian <laughs> listeners, this one's for you. Hooray, you're welcome. I was thinking about y'all. Because um, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Day is a day in the U.S. as well, but it's not till May. So we actually may do another special on this later because it's an issue that does. And, and we talked about maybe not doing it or doing something different, but we decided it's still, it doesn't matter what day it is. It's still a super important issue that needs to be talked about. So we decided to go ahead and go with it. So there it welcome. is. There's that. You're, you're, maybe we should say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for understanding that we're not the brightest. I mean, we do the best we can. But it is an issue that really, really does need to talk about. So according to the U.S. Department of Justice, indigenous women make up less than 1% of the United States population. They are murdered at more than 10 times the national average. So according to nativehope.org, the National Crime Information Center reports, and this is directly from the website, it says that in 2016, from various sources that have been compiled there were 5712 reports of missing american indian and alaska native women and girls according to namus which is the u.s department of justice's federal missing persons database there were only 116 so i did a little bit of looking into that to figure out so i guess i didn't really know what the difference was between the ncic and namus the biggest difference is basically that the ncic is strictly law enforcement and NamUs is anybody can look at it, and technically anybody can anybody can submit a case to NamUs, but it has to be approved. It has to be submitted with all the information that's required, which I didn't really see what the required information was. And then it also has to be approved by the agency or the department in charge of the investigation. So that seems like a lot just to re- to have somebody missing on a website. Like, does that make sense? Yes, and it's also. The reason, because I thought, okay, well, if it's in the NCIC, why is it a big deal that it's not in NamUs? 
But the reason it's a big deal is if it's not in NamUs, the general population doesn't doesn't have, have any knowledge. Uh, yeah, right. it doesn't have any knowledge of the case. So if you if somebody's being, for example, sex trafficked, which happens a lot with indigenous people, it they get sex trafficked a lot. If you don't know that they're missing, you can't do anything to help them, really. Right. So for them to have almost 6,000 cases in 2000, in, sorry, I'm getting mad mouth already. For them to have almost 6,000 cases of American Indian and Alaskan Native women and girls and only 116 logged in NamUs, that's Ridiculous. appalling. Yes. Yeah. So then I also looked up sort of to see what's... the how it is now most of NamUs's cases because NamUs is for the general public so agencies and police departments and everything are not required there are, most departments are not required to list anything on NamUs most of the cases on NamUs are over a year old because they don't put active investigations on there which I sort of get because it might tip things off but I also sort sure. of don't get because I feel like they're the ones any who help need. you can get is help right so just if anybody's curious, there are 13 states that have passed legislation mandating the use of NamUs for missing or un- un- unidentified persons cases, which also NamUs lists if there's any kind of um, where they found, this makes me so sad, there's bodies that they don't know who they are. Right. That are listed on there. That is just that. That's heartbreaking also. Um, 13 states have passed legislation that says you have to use these and those are listed on the NamUs website also. So as of July 2022, of all of the cases listed on NamUs, which there are a total of 21,885 missing person cases on NamUs, only 772 of them are missing Alaska Native uh, American Indian people. So if you look at that data, percentage wise, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. Like nobody obviously should be missing. Nobody should be right. murdered. But percentage wise, it reflects the population. Like it matches. Okay. because. Does that make sense? Like, yes. the problem is that that's not, they're not True. really being reported. They're accurate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get, I'll get into that more later. I did more research on like why they're not reporting things like that too. But in 2021, President Biden signed the executive order 14 of, how do you say this? 14053. You just say the numbers? Um, what, is, what is with America in numbers? We cannot I like pronounce numbers. I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> there was no comma. If there's a comma, I would have said 14,000, but there's no comma. So you just yep, say the numbers but, individually. But then it's 2021 if it's a year. And then if it's an address, it's like 4109. And then if it's uh, American numbers, we just cannot my, get it together. Like my, I say my address is 11207, not 11207. It's just see, Don't America do this can't, to me get, right together. Now, can't get it together. Okay, sorry. So in 2021, President Biden signed Executive Order 15053, I guess, uh, which is, quote, aimed at improving public safety and criminal justice justice for native americans and addressing the issue of missing or murdered indigenous people this goes along with savannah's act this bill directs the department of justice to review revise and develop law enforcement and justice protocols to address missing or murdered native americans savannah's act comes from the case of savannah graywind who was a 2020 oh my gosh (sighs) savannah's act come from What is wrong with you tonight? Are you okay? What is in that cup? Vodka. <laughs> um, okay, let's try this again. Savannah's act comes from the case of Savannah Graywind, a 2020... What is happening? <laughs> 22. 
I want to say 2022. I know. I just want to say 2022. 22. Just say 22. 2022. Okay. 22. 2022. Savannah's act comes from the case of Savannah Graywind, a 22-year-old from North Dakota. Good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And cut. Cut. (laughs) Jeez. Okay. All right, then. You ready? Yeah. So on August 19th, 2017, Savannah, um, she was uh, extremely pregnant, like eight months pregnant. Super pregnant. (laughs) Whose Dakota name, right? Whose Dakota name was Where Thunder Finds Her, which I think is awesome. That is is why I put it in here. Right? Isn't it the best? I'm like, yes, please. Um, She went up the stairs of her apartment complex to neighbors Burke Cruz and William Hohen. That's how you say it, right? Hohen? That's how I would say it, yeah. Okay. And she was never seen again. So Savannah's mother, Norberta, knocked on Brooke's apartment looking for Savannah. But Brooke said she left around 2.30 that afternoon. Norberta called the police and reported her missing. They searched Savannah's apartment and interviewed Brooke more than once, but came out empty-handed each time. A few days later, on the 23rd, William's co-workers went to the police and told them that William had been talking about having a baby at home. So this was enough to get a search warrant for their apartment. The next day, on the 24th, they found Savannah's daughter, Hazley Joe, alive. On August 27th, kayakers found Savannah's body wrapped in plastic in the Red River. At first, Cruz said that Savannah came to her in the middle of the night, handing her her baby. But the details of what really happened came out later during trial. Cruz testified, quote, I did cut her and then I took her baby out of her. She was not dead when I cut her and I took her baby out of her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Savannah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Her poor. Oh, my. Oh, Okay. She later sobbed saying, quote, I am guilty and I deserve every year I get. I just wanted them to know that I am sorry for what I did. No, you don't get to say that. No, you don't. <laughs> no. Because, oh my gosh. No, yeah, you yeah. don't. Oh my gosh. What was the plan here? They were not indigenous people, were they? No. They so what were, were they going to do with Savannah's baby? Just raise uh, it. And nobody was going to notice? No, apparently not. Poor, I can't imagine how scared she, poor Savannah. Oh my God. And then for her family to hear that this is what happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> So, Cruz ended up getting a life sentence without parole. Bye. Mm-hmm. With Hohen originally receiving the same sentence. But in 2019, mm-hmm. he was resentenced to serve 20 years in prison. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't his idea, essentially, is what they're saying. Oh, that is the dumbest thing. I know. Heard. I know. I'm not disagreeing. I'm. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, because he wasn't the, quote, mastermind of it, he gets lighter sentence he helped he admitted he helped and he didn't it, oh geez okay so yeah ashton Methaney, savannah's boyfriend of almost seven years is raising hazley joe he said quote every day i'm reminded of her more and more because every day she grows and she's starting to look more like her mother oh i'm about to cry i miss savannah so much i never put love into someone like i did her yeah so she was 22 they've been together for seven years so they've been together since they were 15 having a baby and that poor little girl yeah oh my this is heinous oh my gosh the way that brooke got savannah to come up there was um to like try on clothes or something Uh uh-huh 
and that's when it that's when it happened like just something as simple as like hey come try these clothes on and that's it you're that's it you're done you're gone you don't know anybody man you know jeez please don't kill me i'm too lazy to kill you same (laughs) (laughs) i'd have to like do stuff for myself if i killed you so no i'm good (laughs) and this was this was awful okay the red river that and the the red river is the name of the river um like i did describe that it wasn't red i'm so sorry it's not just made a night we can't record on thursdays it's too close to the end of the week we're too tired it is, it's too it is it's yeah too much okay <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i just may explain that okay the Red River that Savannah was found in is the same river that just a few years earlier, 15-year-old Tina Fontaine, an indigenous teenager, was found. The local community began searching the river for other missing loved ones. Since 2014, they have pulled seven bodies from that river. Close the river. <laughs> That's it all done. Just close it. That's unconscionable. Is that a thing? Can How you can... do that? No, but like, oh, oh my oh. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. A few years later, when Savannah's act was introduced, Heidi Heitkamp, the former senator of North Dakota, said, quote, For too long, the disproportionate incidences of violence against Native women have gone unnoticed, unreported, or underreported, and it's time to address this issue head on. Dave Flute, the leader of the United Tribes of North Dakota, said, Quote, during the gatherings and prayers for Savannah, we heard story after story from families who also have women in their families missing or with unsolved murders. The murder of Savannah illustrates a much larger problem of epic proportion. Yeah, think. Okay. Yeah. So I sort of started thinking about why is it so underreported? Why is it happening so much? You know, I had my own theories and stuff, but I looked up articles that were written by indigenous people to suit sort of because I'm, I'm a white girl you know right i can't i mean i can't i don't want to try and speak for something that i'm not a part of you know okay yeah so according to what i read so for one thing crimes against native people often go unreported and sometimes race is completely just ignored or they're misclassified as white and then also and I'm just kind of kind of use the words that they used in the article. So I apologize if it comes across as as offensive. I'm not trying to be. I'm just using the words that are in front of me because I don't know what I don't know. So sometimes people from Native families don't know how to report a loved one missing. Like they don't know who to report it to, especially if it happens if they go missing on a like a reservation. They don't right. know whether to call the um, tribal authorities, the local authorities, federal. They don't know who to call. And sometimes even if they call state or local authorities, they might not take the case because they say, well, it's not our jurisdiction. And then when they talk to tribal authorities, they aren't given the proper resources really to investigate a missing person. They're always short staffed. They're always underfunded. And they don't have access to a lot of the same databases that federal investigative bureaus have access to or even state state bureaus or whatever. They don't have the same access. And then and this is the part that really infuriates me in all not just for indigenous people but for all cases so if even if a missing person's report is made to the correct agency if the missing person is a child law enforcement gets to decide whether to say this kid is a runaway or if they've been abducted or if they're you know they get to say 
based on whatever they, they decide think? to base it on, whatever they they get to say, all right, this this kid's missing. We need to look for him, or this kid's just a runaway. We're not going to worry about it. And you hear it all the time when you talk about missing person cases with children, especially in teenagers, really, where the law enforcement people people say, well, they've probably just run away, or they've probably taken off for a couple of days. They'll be back. And that's the most crucial time period is right at the beginning to try and find them. And here's the thing. (laughs) And I'm going to try and stay really, really calm. If you say this kid ran away, there is no Amber Alert issued and there's no real media coverage, which means nobody's looking for that child except for the family. If that child has a family that is involved, if the child is lucky enough, you know, blessed enough to have that. Some children don't have that. You know, they just don't have that. So the police are the only people who can look for them. And if they decided to run away, nobody's looking for that child. That child is lost because of the police. More than that, even let's just say the child has run away. They are still a child on the street with no adult looking out for them. Right. Can we still find that child? Because right. They are still in danger. Absolutely. I don't care why they left. They're in danger. Because there are horrible people in the world. So can we still do what we need to do to find the kid? I don't care what the situation is. Even if he, even if the home situation is not good, find the child and and do something. something. Like you don't have to take him back home. But there's obviously something going on. The, the kid needs an adult. I need an adult. Like, stop it. And we know, we know that the longer you take to investigate missing person cases, the harder it is to find the person so by and this and this is one of those things that's really bothers me so it's i'm going off a little bit on a rant here it's kind of off topic a little bit because it's, it's not necessarily just for indigenous people but by classifying the child as a runaway and saying we're not going to look for them they'll turn up you are actually harming that child because the yeah, longer you wait to cares. look the the more less likely it becomes to that you will find that child yeah So I don't care what the situation. And it also means that if let's just say Riley, when she turns 14, I tell her she can't wear a halter top or something and she runs away. If I go to the police and say she's run away, my kids run away. You need to find her. And they actually look for her, which they likely would because she's a white kid. They will likely go look for her. They will find her and bring her home. If something happens and God forbid she gets kidnapped or she goes missing and I go say my kid's missing they'll say well she's run away before she's probably run away again so it makes it so you can't report your child if they've actually run away yeah it's like the system shocker it's like the system is set up not to help people yeah okay so male and female indigenous people indigenous people are more than twice as likely to be victims of violent crime than the general population and indigenous people between the ages of 18 to 24 have the highest per capita rate of violent crime of any racial or age group in the united states that is crazy the majority of violence experienced by indigenous people is committed by someone of another race it is that which is not common the interracial violence rate for indigenous people is 70 percent 70 percent of crimes against indigenous people comes from somebody of another race okay okay whereas for white people it's 38 percent for black people it's 30 (sighs) percent Sorry, I'm, I might cry on this one. And this comes into what I was talking about earlier about sex trafficking. Also, about 90% of indigenous rape victims have assailants of another race, usually white. Almost every single person... I'm shaking, I'm so mad. Almost every single indigenous person who was raped was raped 
by someone who was not their race. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Sorry. I got to calm down just a minute. My face is like hot. Okay. And then also, according to CDC data, Native Americans are also more likely to be killed by the United States police than any other ethnic group and twice as likely as white people. Why? Well, here's why. So I have an answer. So and it's one of those things. It's a long history lesson that has to do with how indigenous people have been dehumanized ever since us. We got here. Immigrants got here. Yes, dude. Yes. People want to talk, and it's it seems to be a bit of an overlap of the same types of people that want to talk. We don't need to let immigrants into our country, and it's like, hello, hi, here we, we are, are. The immigrants. Um, this was not our country. We came here. We we murdered. We stole it. We raped. We pillaged. We destroyed everything. A lot of the good stuff going on here. Okay, so and it goes. It's just it was part of the narrative. In um, fact, in eighteen eighty six, oh, I'm sorry, I was a man. In eighteen eighty six, speech Teddy, good old Teddy Roosevelt, said. This is a direct quote from his speech he made to public for everyone to hear. Quote, I don't go so far as to think that the only good Indians are the dead Indians, but I believe nine out of every 10 are. And that was a president. That was a a president. And he's just looked up to and respected, which I mean, I'm not, he did a lot of great things, but also that's garbage. A hundred percent that is garbage. And that was just part, that's just the way things were. And it's just, it's like, um. You know, looking at black people in crime, it's just something that has been so ingrained into the American way of thought and of life. And if you think of like all those old Western movies, yeah, the indigenous people were always the bad guys. And they were always like, if they weren't, they were saved by the white dude. Like they just, it just wasn't, they weren't people. And that has to change or, or the violence against indigenous people. And it's not, it's not going to go away. And it is, I should say it is, there are some improvements being made so in 2019 the trump administration boo trump but it's it goes back to the there shouldn't have to be improvements made it should have already always been this way like what no yes i yes i 100 percent agree okay okay yeah there shouldn't be improvements it should already be equal (laughs) (laughs) oh what hello equality (laughs) um but in 2019 the trump administration formed the tax Task Force on Missing and Murdered American Indians and Alaskan Natives, which later became known as Operation Lady Justice. And then in 2021, Secretary of the Interior Deborah Holland, who was a mem- who is a member of the Pueblo of Laguna, created a missing and murdered unit within the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Um, and she did this, and it's supposed to sort of help collaboration efforts with the different law enforcement agencies. And that's, hold on, that's another thing too. If you're law enforcement... It shouldn't matter whether that's your jurisdiction or not. Like somebody needs help. Go help them. Yes. I don't I don't understand why that is always such an issue. And I think about that. I cannot remember the woman's name. Um, She was an escort and got taken with her bodyguard to a house and oh the list she was is, they think she was the long island a victim of the long island serial killer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and they kept bou- she was trying to call for help and they kept Sharon bouncing Gilbert. her around they kept bouncing her around mm-hmm. to because oh well you need to call this department because you're not in our jurisdiction and she'd call them and then she had walked too far so now she was back in the other jurisdiction and blah 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 and shannon all that gilbert. bullshit like shannon gilbert yeah like like what somebody go help her 
Like, yeah, I was not watching. that hard. Go get her out of whatever situation she's in. Take her where she's going to be safe. And then you can figure it out all later. Yeah, I don't know. And we, it's an issue that comes up all the time. And you see it. That is something they actually do <laughs> show a lot in the the crime shows, like Criminal Minds and everything. You see where they're, well, they don't want us to come in and mess up their jurisdiction. Who cares? Dude, you're putting the dick in jurisdiction. Can you not? <sighs> Okay. It's like they want to know who's going to who's going to get the credit for the solve instead of trying to actually help somebody. Right. And yeah. you see that with we see that a lot with prosecutors Lawyers. too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there are really good prosecutors. I'm not trying to say that. Like the one who's currently working on Adnan's case. Yes. Oh god, that makes me so happy. But yeah, if we don't change the way that indigenous people are viewed, there it's never it's just not going to stop. And it just it has to it has to get better. It has to get better. I got really mad. Can I have a happy ending? I can, I can try. So my heart rate's too high right now. I know. Like I need to calm down. So our birthday's today, October 4th in 1941. May she rest. Anne Rice was born and she, <gasps> oh, okay. You know, oh, okay. Yeah, Interview with a vampire. Okay. Then you'll like this one. In 1976, Alicia Silverstone was born. <gasps> I love her so much. As if. Oh my gosh, I love her so much. Okay, and then in 1979, Rachel Lee Cook was born. Oh, from, um, She's All That? Is that her? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I can't believe you did that and not with uh, Dr. Spencer Reed's girlfriend and see the last season of Criminal Minds. What? Which season? The Have you watched the very last season of Criminal Minds? No. Okay, never mind then. She's Rachel, oh. she, she, she dates Spencer. This, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry you're not even a spencer lover like what just happened because i'm still defensive oh okay it's, okay I'm, I'm a whole team lover i don't want to oh. talk about it this like all at the same weird. time Go. yes please okay okay, okay. So, all right <laughs> anyways okay anyways okay so our events today october 4th <laughs> today is national taco day so everyone go yes taco. of course it is of course yes, every please. day <laughs> what yes okay okay so Finally. then <laughs> Finally, I've been waiting you, all year for a taco. Said- okay, so this was not a happy event, but it is a true crimey event. So I thought I'd I'd mention it because it seemed important. So in 1976, in Greg versus Georgia, the Supreme Court lifted the ban- lifted the ban on the death sentence in murder cases. So capital punishment was legal again, and it hadn't happened since 1976. So the first execution was Gary Gilmore in 1977. Dang, they didn't waste no time. They did not waste any time. Thank you for that. Okay. Well, that's a good, that's a, that's an interesting little, um, like Jeopardy trivia. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So then in 1997, this is also true crimey. The second largest cash robbery in the United States history was committed in Charlotte, North Carolina. The Loomis Fargo and company vaults were robbed of $17.3 million. Ooh. 24 people were convicted for the theft. So apparently they did find out who did it. And only 88% of the money was recovered. So that means they each, if they had kept the money, if they had been able to escape and get all the money, they'd only beget, they only would have gotten about 720000 721000 But so that means, okay, so they, they were only able, so 88% of the money, so about $2 million was never recovered. Ooh. Right. I wonder where did, what they bought. Right? Pop-Tarts. A cry cut machine. <laughs> Probably not. This is nineties. Probably not a, a bedazzler. <laughs> bedazzle your prison jumpsuit. 
Okay, so they got a bedazzler. All right. A bedazzler, a crack up machine, and some Pop Tarts. They went wild, boy. <laughs> and some ice Ashley, coffee. what did you do with that $2 million that you stole? I bought Pop Tarts. I didn't, I didn't do it. No. <laughs> You're like, I didn't, I didn't do it, but you just walk around with like diamonds in your hair and all over your clothes and stuff where you bedazzled it. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do nothing. My clothes always look like this. I'm always this blinged out, though. What? <laughs> yeah. That's not what I said. Okay. And those are our events for today. So who caught your eye this week? So who actually caught my eye? Okay. So we're staying in this hotel, right? And this guy that worked the counter was so nice and just so sweet and so friendly. And he was like our shuttle driver. Like when, cause we would like walk to the restaurants and then we'd all start like drinking and be like, well, when nobody's walking back, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so we'd go, no. duh. So we'd call, you know, the shuttle or whatever. And he would come and get us. And he was just so cute and so friendly. And he was giving like recommendations to places. And it was just, it was, it made me happy because I felt like like he was proud of himself for knowing uh-huh. like cool restaurants or cool bars or whatever to go to. Like, I feel like he waits for that to happen, like somebody to ask him. Uh-huh. And you know what I mean? And it was well, just, it was really heartwarming. And people who know stuff anyway are attractive and people who take pride in their work are attractive. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was adorable. He was the best. I don't know his name, but it was the best. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> sums it up there's that oopsies okay who caught your eye i discovered a new writer this, or not a new writer but i discovered the books and the writers it's actually a husband and wife that write together alana ilona ilana ulunu i don't know how to say it ilana i'm gonna go okay. with ilana alana andrews she's okay. good you should read her she does like urban fantasies uh i'm currently reading her kate daniel series it's or there it's because it's a male and uh female uh, husband wife duo did i already say that i think i already said that and yes. anyway so are you drunk no i don't know what's wrong with me my brain is just i don't know are you just tired yeah so i've already read like she's got a couple of different or they've got a couple of different series and i've already read like two of the complete series that are only three or four books and now i'm currently working for the kate daniels series i really enjoy it the kate daniels yeah is that what you said mm-hmm. i was way off on spelling her name which is i-l-o-n-a uh, yeah Magic Rides is Hex Appeal. That's pretty good. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. Hex Appeal. Sir, you have Hex Appeal? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Did you say Sex Appeal? That is not what I no. said at all, sir. I said Hex Appeal. I said what Get I said. Together. I said what I said. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so give her a read. She's, it's okay, good. I can I see it. it. Yeah, because it's Magic Bites, Magic Burns, Magic Strikes. I see. Okay. Yeah, I, I just finished book three. And now I have to wait for the library to get book four in because somebody else has got it checked out oh i'm so sorry i might have to buy it on amazon because i'm really anxious to see what happens next will it let you do like the you know sometimes it'll let you do like the first like 50 pages i already read it for free oh did you uh-huh oh i'm so sorry it's okay you shouldn't have let it got to that point but that's okay. <laughs> i shouldn't have let it get to that point <laughs> <laughs> i've had it on hold now for like three weeks that's a lie what the heck I've, in I've, the world? I've had it on hold for like three days but there is one of her other books that i've had on hold for Two weeks. And I'm supposed to be next on the list in two weeks. You're only checking out books for two weeks. Your two weeks is up. Give it back. You start calling that person. Um, excuse me. Uh, we need that. We're doing an And it's an ebook. And I, I need the. Wait, what? It's an ebook. How can they limit the amount of ebooks? Because you can only buy a certain amount of copies or you have to pay for each copy. But it's. Otherwise, everybody could just keep it forever. They would just buy the book. 
So the library buys rights to a certain amount of ebooks that you can loan out to each patron. And then it stays on their whatever for however long, two weeks, because sometimes you can extend the checkout period and then yeah. it automatically gets returned. Which is why I'm confused, because it's supposed to automatically get returned after two weeks. Where's my book? <laughs> you have to, like, search cyberspace for it? This is weird. I don't like this. I'm so mad. This makes, this makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> We're going on a space adventure to find an e-book. I want my book. <laughs> Give me my book. Okay. <laughs> Just run okay. through the street. Who's <laughs> got this book? <laughs> Excuse me, do you have this book? No. <laughs> do you know who has this book? No. I'm so sorry. Eventually just falls to my knees in the middle of the road. My <laughs> So it's fine, y'all. It's fine. Just she just needs just, a snack. It's okay. It's just a small mental breakdown. Just it's fine. She'll be fine in a little bit. It's not the worst one she's ever had. Uh-uh. <laughs> from October 4th, 2022. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at A Date With Murder and on Facebook at A Date With Pod. Bye. Love you, miss you, bye. Love you, miss you, bye. Bye. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm so confused. Amen. Okay, bye. bye. Hugs and kisses. High fives and handshakes. Hugs and kisses. Smiles and finger guns. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. I always distract you with the finger guns. <laughs> you do. I do get distracted with the finger guns. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. Oh, wait, right. are you are you starting this episode? No. But it's in. It's not bolded. Oh, did I do it backwards? I'm bolded. Oh. Oh no. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right, y'all. Ashley's starting this one. Nope. I can't. I can't handle it. I cannot handle the pressure. But you don't even have to say a date on this one. Hi. Sorry, there's a lag, and I can't really see you very well, so I may have just talked over you, so I apologize if I did. It's fine. I'm used to it. Okay. Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) But I have so many important things to say. And anybody can really submit a case. How dare you? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Was somebody calling you? No, it was my alarm. I'm supposed to be doing something right now. It's apparently. bedtime. I have no idea what it is, but it's bedtime. Yes. Your alarm's like go to sleep. <laughs> so sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, what? Say, who was calling you? At almost nine o'clock at night. Are they on cocaine? What is happening? I mean, we did a, sort of like a light case. Okay. A diet case. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're my best friend. <laughs>